Hi guys, just a really quick announcement before we uh, go into the main thing. Morgan, who we've had on the podcast three times now, has officially joined on to be my co-pilot for, um, I don't know, until forever. So that's really, really exciting. We're gonna probably have podcasts that we do maybe without her where uh, other people join in and it's kind of like a, a guest spot. But for the time being, she's gonna be there all the time. So get used to her voice and everything about that. On to the, the NSFW warning. This is your pilot speaking is recorded live at bars around Portland, Oregon with absolutely no delay. It can get NC-17 pretty quick and is an adult show for adults. Deleted it forever. It's secret. <laughs> I don't know. It's also the internet slash Apple, so they probably carry all of that and are like, we're going to turn your voice into Siri now. Whee! <laughs> uh, welcome to This Is Your Pilot Speaking. My name is Jeremy O'Connell. Today we are joined with Morgan, who we have decided is going to officially be my podcast wife. So He proposed, I accepted, we got married, and here we are, bitches. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was a really gorgeous wedding. Um, it was a wonderful text message. It was a text wedding. <laughs> and then in person. So you, you really want to do this? A little bit of both. Yeah, it was pre- It was a lot of, no, but seriously, <laughs> can you fit this into your schedule? We're both very busy people. Um, and I was like, this is, this is great. My schedule actually just changed, so it really opened availability for night. I'm a night person, so fucking, perfect. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm very, very tired. I'm very adorable. I'm sorry if I'm not 100% on this one, but we're going to try and make it work. Um, I'm probably just going to let Morgan do a lot of the talking, or I'm going to ramble a lot, because I'm <laughs> sleepy. We could do all of the above. I forced my parents into uh, buying me a venti peppermint mocha today because they <laughs> they came uh, they came to my work to drop off my car keys and uh, I was like, can I please have a peppermint mocha? And they were like, eh, we don't know where the nearest Starbucks was. And I'm like, it's right up the street, please. And they came back like 10 minutes later just with a venti peppermint mocha and I've never been happier in my life. So thanks <laughs> mom and dad. I really, really appreciate that and love you guys. Today, we have decided that our topic is going to be horror because it's the spookiest season of the year. Halloween never ends. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Halloween is a lifestyle. Which I, I, I don't know if I've said this previously when we were doing the my, the interviews for my novel, which I, that's what I call it when I tell people about it. Um, <laughs> but your novel's super dark. Your novel is very it's, horror it's, based. It's thriller, um, I would say. Um, no, it's more thriller, but it is dark. It's dark. Sure, sure. So, so it's like, and that kind of led us into talking about horror and what fascinates us about it and yeah. um oh, oh that's what i was gonna say is uh, uh i probably said this in previous podcasts is that i am not a fan of the actual holiday halloween shut the front door and everyone looks at me and my personality things i'm into and they're like uh what <laughs> I, i'm more of a samhain person <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I I I really do love Halloween. I really love everything about it. I love get, I love the uh, the fact that it's like the one day out of the year that you can get dressed up and not have people judge you. Um, <laughs> Sluts can roam the night and not get judged. <laughs> yeah. I if we could make that 365 every day of the year, I'd be so happy. Hashtag no shaming. Um, <laughs> I want to be a naughty nun year round. All the time. Just fucking all the time. Maybe I want to be a sexy devil. 24 7. So, what are you doing Sunday? I'm going to be a sexy devil and I'm going to brunch. All the time. What else would you do, man? It's so good. It's what I want. Maybe I want to dress up as a hot donut. You don't know my life. A sexy baked potato. It's all food based (laughs) items. It's a very specific fetish. Um. But yeah, so the question is, what fascinates us with horror? Um, we were going to go like and delve with film, but you know, why the fuck not broaden it and just be like, why the fuck are we so obsessed with things that scare us? Sure, 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 sure. 
like haunted houses and uh, the extreme haunted houses the that they have now. The physical contact, you have to sign the waiver. Why? See, that's my only thing is like, why? It looks so unpleasant. It does not look enjoyable. Everyone looks like they're having a terrible time. And I would never in a bajillion years sign up for that. Yeah, I saw a guy with a, the, a chainsaw without the chain on it because it's full contact. And the last part, they go by this fence. There's a beer garden uh, at this uh, across the street from a bar that I used to work at. So I go over to the beer garden just to support him and all that stuff. And I'm watching through this this chain link fence. This guy that like he's hiding. You can I can see the guy hiding with the chainsaw. <laughs> the people cannot see him with it. So he, they pass. So you're by. just anxious yeah, I'm like, already. Okay, so you're like, oh work? no. And I'm like, I can't see the physical contact inside. But this is the last part that you see before yeah. you turn the corner and come out. So. He, the guy comes out behind the other guys. He takes the chainsaw and puts it between the guy's legs and fucking thrusts it up really hard. And the guy, like, jumped. You could tell it fucking hurt. And then he went. Yeah. And I was sitting there like, oh, so that's physical contact. And he, like, really went after that guy's balls. Like <laughs> That's the thing that really bothers me about it more than anything is the fact that it's, like, they can make you bleed. They can. There's still some danger having the chain off of and the they chainsaw. And, like, they can do gross things to you. Yeah. And I I don't actively want to search that out. Like, that's not something I'm like, oh, you know it would be a great time tonight? Just go to a place and get murdered. Let's do it. Let's just do it. <laughs> You know the, the, the parts in the movie where they, you know, they have everyone either go down to the cellar or run up the stairs? You know the front door is just right there. It's right there, it's guys. Right there. If you hear something scary coming from a place, turn around. It's very, very simple. The Bible teaches you that. Just don't look back. Just keep <laughs> going forward. You're going to be fine. For me, I guess the my enjoyment of uh, horror movies specifically stems from the idea that I am seeing something that will never ever happen to me in a bajillion years mm-hmm. um and it's entertaining and, and that's entertaining to me okay you it's fine yeah, they won't hear you chewing don't want to hear me chewing <laughs> Morgan got tater tots by the way um <laughs> Like you do. Crunch, 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 crunch. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Uh, no, so my my enjoyment of it stems from the fact that I can look away. And I think a lot of people's enjoyment stems from that fact as well. And, and psychologically, the, the idea of, oh, that's really terrible. Ooh, I got a little fright out of it. I got a little, I got a little scared. You spooked me. I'm spooked. <laughs> and then, you know, you walk out of the theater and you're fine. It's exactly. that it's the it's the same thing with like with like skydiving or base jumping or anything any adrenaline. any like extreme sport. It's that release of adrenaline and endorphins and everything along those lines of just like I feel alive after watching this and you know, maybe it's very nihilistic of me to think, but it's like the mundane everyday things that we do in our life can get so fucking boring, Morgan. <laughs> they can just get so boring. And every now and then seeing someone just do something real dumb. That, like, like sometimes just seeing that and getting rid of that, just, like, that boring everyday life of, like, ennui of just, like, this is it. This is all I got going for me. And being like, ooh, that could have been me, but it's not. Is It just feels real good. It feels real nice. And uh, one thing I think that, um, personally with horror films anything that scares people there are certain avenues where you can go and you're purposely going there for that thing sure and a lot of people will if, if there's something of the unknown they're going to these locations these places because of the fact they know this is not real yeah and they in that moment they can't they're 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 wanting to explore something, but then they're like, oh, I can't judge us analytically or anything like that. Of course. And unlike in real life, if, if something were to happen, hypothetically, there's someone knocking at your door and there's no one there and the security cameras say nothing's there. <laughs> then, you know, they're going to come up with something and they're going to judge a scenario. Or if, you know, you know you'll, we all have a friend. We all that one person. <laughs> she's, she's been dead for 15 years. <laughs> but there's we always, all have that one friend. Yeah, but no, we all have that one friend that is like... I have a ghost story. Mind you, we are also that one friend that has a ghost story. And when you're telling it to you, it was so fucking real. You're you're analyzing the situation and kind of yeah. kind of trying to figure what it is, but then people are judging you on what it is. So yeah. there's these avenues that are, you know, this is fake and we're all going to enjoy it, but they want to explore the unknown. Yeah. And not having an answer for things. Yeah. 
So, for sure. Which, no. which leads me to, you know, I've always been interested in things that couldn't be explained, and I want to know more, but then a lot of times you can't know more, so there's that thrill of it. It's like trying to explain a nightmare to someone and realizing that you just sound so dumb. <laughs> so I turned into an egg platter, and then... They, they tried to, to eat me. They tried to eat me, but they were putting hot sauce on me, and I started gagging, and then I said, stop putting hot sauce on me. But it was so scary, and it's like, yeah, it might have been scary for you being that egg platter that someone was about to eat you, and you the hot sauce was coming down on you, like, but... Also, a platter of eggs? You Why are what? you dreaming about this? Yeah, and so then they, then people, like... Do you want to be pregnant? Is that what it is? <laughs> like the automatic adjustment. So psychologically, why were you egg platter? Why were you? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone becomes young in a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fucking... This is probably the hardest podcast that we've done in a while because everyone is interrupting all the time and it's horrible. It's alright. It's scary. <laughs> we'll have to edit it out. This won't turn out so well. It's so scary. Welcome to This Is Your Pilot Speaking, the Purge Edition, where we kill everyone. Oh, great segue. (laughs) So I feel as as far as um, horror films are concerned, I prefer the more psychological ones. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that that really fuck up your mind grapes. I'm yep. I'm really into those ones. I'm Sorry. super down with them. I don't really enjoy violence based horror films. Or like the bloodbath. Or... Excessive violence. I like when violence is used in a creative. Uh, that could be a little bit more realistic and relatable. Intelligent manner. Like, you know, yeah, like, it's not, okay, so, like, we're not doing Saw, we're not doing, you know, Hostel, we're not doing the torture porn genre of just, ooh, that's gross and weird and I don't like it, they're fucking, and then they get their legs chopped off and they have to eat each other's butts, like, (laughs) the key to the door is hidden in your bones, and you gotta take out all your bones. Gotta saw off your foot if you You wanna leave, that's right, Dr. Phil. Yeah. I like when violence is used in a creative manner, though. Um, uh, Kind of along the veins of, like, Cabin in the Woods, I think, is probably one of the best um, as far as turning the, the genre on its head and really crushing it. Like, really, really doing a great job at using the monsters and the violence of the monsters in a very creative, interesting manner and not just... Uh, a way of, of going, oh, there's pain and suffering and misery and I hate all of it. I like um, one of my favorite of all time. And a lot of people say, no, that's just a thriller mystery. And I was like, no, I really do think it's a horror film in its, its own aspect, which is What Lies Beneath. Great film. Great, great film. That is a, such a great film. because It's a fact, horror movie. You know, like, the audience is seeing... Is she having a psychotic break? Yeah, yeah. And that's what you like. You, they're portraying for most of it, in my opinion. But then it really goes into when you, the the trailers make it seem like what the fuck's going on? But she's mentally not there. Yeah. But really, if you haven't seen it, sorry. <laughs> in actuality. <laughs> uh, what? Oh gosh. Um, I was trying to think. of... I had a movie in my head, and then I completely lost it. And that's we could do this as a one and two parter. Yeah, this might be a two parter. Um, in in certain cases, rather, I completely like over the top, uh, just ridiculous amounts of blood and gore. Um, specifically, Dead Alive, mm. because that movie is so fantastic to me. It's just. And, and it's, the, the blood and guts and everything are not accurate yeah. in the least, <laughs> which I feel like a lot of modern day cinema is super into that. Um, and mind you, we all become, uh, we all know anatomy and physiology and it everything does, it right after. It that way. A light bulb would not stay whole if it was smashed through a person's skull. I'm just telling you guys that right now. Wait, Sorry what? to, in Dead Alive. It, it, it doesn't stay whole? I know. I'm so sorry to disappoint. Uh, guys, Morgan is so sad right now. You can tell because she's laughing. Um, I thought this whole time, if you take like the thinnest of objects and you just shove it through someone, it's going to stay whole. That skull. Yeah. Only if you put it in the right ones. Uh, that got gross real quick. Um, but like, like movies that are punctuated by sort of these these 
graphic, ultra-violent moments are, are really fascinating to me. Um, I know it's technically not a horror film, but like everything Nicholas Winding Refn does, uh, who did Drive, mm-hmm. and then uh, he did uh, two other movies that I'm completely spacing <laughs> on right now because my brain doesn't work. Um, but he has kind of these really lovely moments, um, if you could call it that, of, of just like really horrific violence against people and it's fantastic it's perfect it's everything i like about it um what did you think of the blair witch so i think there's a time and a place for uh handheld like pseudo documentarian horror films porn and (laughs) yeah mostly just porn um no 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 Uh, i think wreck did it best if you ever saw that film yes Yes, I can um, see Not the American version, because the American version is a bummer. The Spanish version, which is fucking phenomenal, um, and, and kind of absolutely nailed down the best things about that sort of documentarian style, this happened in real life based on a true story thing. Mm-hmm. I am not a big fan of the Paranormal series. They were entertaining. Yeah, but to me, it wasn't horror. Uh, it was just, I think, more suspense. It was like going into a haunted house. Yeah, it didn't. I, I wasn't. I wasn't actively nervous or frightened about the people. Poltergeist did it a million times better thirty years prior, and I mean, I feel like that's probably how it was pitched <laughs> in, a, in an elevator too. It's like. What if we did Poltergeist on a tiny, tiny budget? <laughs> and the the uh, the movie studios were like, "Yes, please do. That'd be great. Thank you so this much." This is gonna work. This, this is, is gonna, gonna work. <laughs> this is gonna. This will be our big seller, boys. You know, and it was. <laughs> it was a tiny, tiny micro budget, and they made millions upon millions of dollars off it. Hence, there being what four now, five. Yes. There was one film that I saw on Netflix a while ago. Um, and basically, I read. I, I hate reading the descriptions. I am a person that judges by the book by the cover because your cover has to mean something. Why the fuck are you? Sure, sure. You know. Sure. Um, but this movie was about this guy that comes to help uh, film some stuff. Okay. And it was basically point of view kind of thing and, and shaky camera, but it actually kind of like weirded me out and I didn't know where it was going, and I actually really enjoyed it. And mind you. The entire time, I was judging it by the cover before. Um, it was called Creep. Oh, yeah, yeah, I totally saw that. And I, I thought it was actually really entertaining, and apparently um, it didn't get good reviews on it, but I thought it was amazing. Well, there was a movie called Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer that was done in a similar vein as, you know, Wreck or the Blair Witch Project, where it was this group of filmmakers following around this man who was a convicted serial killer who had been released and then slowly but surely he starts to pick off the documentary crew one by one and you fucking idiots you, why would you do this i can tell you what's gonna happen with that shit no <laughs> that's what's gonna happen with it <laughs> and uh and it was really good and it, it stuck with me because it was just like it was really disturbing and really wonderful in, in a in a very uh kind of psychologically unhinged way uh similar with like man bites dog which is just a black and white uh french film i think question mark man bites dog hmm. um that has like it's uh horrific it's definitely a movie that's like oh god that's rough but i still i still really like it um what do you like when it comes to horror films like what's your jam my jam is a lot of the psychological things, but then I also, like, I feel it's, like, more romantic to watch something where there's not a lot of action going on. There's, you know, there's, every horror film has the build-up, or they just get straight into it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I like things there. it's, like, silence, and, like, they're trying to do, like, beautiful views, but then you see something in the corner, like, walking, and, like, or this, this sense that you know that the person sitting at the table... And it's not the person's creeping up on them. It's literally, you know that something bad's going to happen, and you're just like, get out, get out, get out, get out. Yeah. Oh, also a great horror film. <laughs> get out. Nope, oh, that's a good one. I like Get Out. That was a really, really good film. Um, oh, man, we haven't even dived into um, horror films as social commentary. Um, 
which we can get into if and you feel like it, but it's probably a whole other subject. Because, uh, I, uh, I mean, there are, there are quite a few that really kind of actively work at being social commentary. Um, the fear of the unknown is also, like, a big thing with horror films that I yeah. like. If there's something, like, culturally or religious-wise that I'm very uneducated on... I want to watch this and figure out, like, and later I'll be, like, Googling, like, what the fuck does this ritual mean or this word sure. mean? Like, I don't know what the fuck it is, but, like, you know, seeing a different side, what scares other people? Because part of, like, what I'd like to do is entertain but scare people. The greatest monsters are the ones that you don't see. That's they're, true. They're the ones that, like, in, um, in Alien, for example, you don't actually see a xenomorph until... I want to say 46 minutes into the movie, and it's such a good reveal, but it also kind of bummed me out because I liked the idea of, like, this this creature was so fucking terrifying and so good at being a sneaky little bastard that (laughs) you couldn't see him because in my brain I was creating actively this really horrible thing. I don't know. Is this good podcasting? Is this good... (laughs) Tell us in I the think, comments, guys. I think, I think we need to get more get more into it. I think we really do. Um, I don't know. Like, I like the sense of like when a movie can actually make you feel something like that sense of cold. Because sure. the sense of cold is like you want to be kept warm. The, the blanket, you know, like yeah. the, the security blanket. Um, do you have horror movies that you go back to? Besides What Lies Beneath, um, I go back always to uh, Halloween the first two. Sure. Um, because I love Michael Myers and Laurie. Jamie Lee Curtis. And Haddonfield. Is it Jamie Lee Curtis? It is Jamie Lee it Curtis. It is totally, her, her yeah. Her character is Laurie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which, by the way, my favorite, my, like, all-time favorite, besides everyone else. No, just kidding. Uh, one of my favorite bands of all time, Wednesday 13, has a song called Haddonfield because it takes place in, ha- uh, in quotations, Haddonfield, Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it, this one doesn't count. This Do is you a, know what happens when you go to Crystal away. Lake? You die. You die. That's what happens. Don't go to fucking Crystal Lake. Uh, you easy. know what happens when you have a brother that's like six and kills people? You die. <laughs> yeah, you're you're next on the chopping block. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It hasn't been data against you, even though you weren't prevalent in his childhood. Oopsie doodles. <laughs> yeah. By the way, if your kid uh, just like like actively stares at the wall and you know might have some hellhounds around him. Just kill him. You can make another. It's okay. Oh, uh, that reminds me. Okay, have you guys? Uh, I'm asking out to the the public, the audiences. Um, have you seen Little Evil? It's a Netflix original. The guy marries the woman, and he's got a child, or she's got a child that is five years old, about to turn six. Yeah, I saw the trailer Fucking for loved this. It. It is was it good? good? Okay. I was a little nervous at the beginning though, because the like. The opening was awesome, but then it starts going into, like, long conversations and all that stuff, and, like, where are we going with this? But then it made full circle, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was, and, you know, it was very comical. Okay. Too, like, stereotyping, like, how did they get the demon child? How so, did they do this? Oh, my God. Here's the backstory. And they're like, this is how it happened. It was it was comical. Is so. it kind of Fido-y, where it just turns this on its head? Do you know that movie? I do know that movie, but I wouldn't say, no. I wouldn't say it was, like, Fido now. Okay. All right. I, did, I, I actually really liked Fido, but that's just me. Um, I was probably the only one that did. Uh, if you liked Fido, let us know, um, because I just need to know there's someone else out there in the world <laughs> that, alone. that likes it. Uh, I don't. One thing I don't like um, about and this is current um, American horror story, people were talking about triggers, and they said they were watching American Horror Story Cult. And they're like, there's these things there that trigger like my uh, my phobia, and I'm like, you honestly don't have a phobia that you just think something's disgusting because a phobia is like full on. You see it, you flip out, you know. And so there was a lot of stuff in there, and I was like, to have a movie that's basically with phobias in it, I'm not saying American Horror Story Cult is doing it. It's not. Um, sure, sure. But to have um, all these different phobias into a movie, it's just kind of boring. Like you have to really pick one thing and go at it deep and dark i think for me personally as far as horror movies are concerned for people to use that sort of trigger mentality seems very bizarre 
because you know what you're getting into when you go to see a horror film. So, ideally, you just don't watch it. If you actively have, like, I'm not going to disparage people that have triggers. I have triggers. I'm sure you have triggers. We all have things that bring up horrible flashbacks to terrible times in our lives. That's what being an adult is. We Mm -hmm. put that deep, deep down along with all of our terrible things, and then we drink the pain away. (laughs) Um, Don't do that. It's very unhealthy. (laughs) Trust me. Watch Rick and Morty. You'll get a better idea of what it does to your life. Why? Why, if you have these issues, if you have these problems, would you actively watch something that you know is going to make you feel that way? Yeah. Just don't. But I, Choose I, a different horror movie. I think, though, like, like trying to make a good horror movie just on the creative side of it, when someone is purposely picking, when they condense a lot of it into there just to, like, give, like, a thrill or shock thing, yeah. they're really taking away, like, actually, like, a storyline. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I agree. Um, like, the fear of the fucking clowns. Like, I, I, I remember br- I brought it up to my sister and my brother-in-law. I'm like, I don't fucking get why people are scared of clowns. And my brother-in-law, he said, his response was, what is not creepy about a grown man dressing as a clown and going and hanging out with kids? And I'm like, that's a different side of it. <laughs> that's a different thing. Okay, so maybe <laughs> your that, fear is a full-grown man. <laughs> that's called a child snatcher. And But mine was just like... I watched it just recently, um, and I love, I love, 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 love Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, he's amazing. He is amazing. I've, I've watched him in so many different films yeah. and shows, and I, uh, when I found out he was going to be Pennywise, I'm like, holy yes, shit, this yes, is great. this is yeah. going to be great. And it, and it was. It was. And mind you, like, there's a lot of people that looked at the movie like, oh my god, I have such fear of clowns, and I'm just so scared I don't want to go see it. Then don't watch it. It's so it's so fucking straightforward. If you don't like it, if it's something that's going to affect you in such that terrible way, just don't watch it. Look away. This isn't an orn- this isn't a clockwork orange scenario where your eyes are taped open and you have to look at it. You can pick a different show. Exactly. You can go to a different movie. They come out every week. You'll find one that is okay. I promise you. Just don't watch it. Just don't. Like, I'm not trying to disparage if you have triggers. Like I've said previously, it is a very difficult thing that you have to deal with. It is not fun. Every time it happens, it is a terrible experience. However, if you're going into a situation actively aware of the fact that you probably are going to have one of these experiences, that is your fault. Well, uh, kind of like um... That is not the filmmaker's fault. That is not the movie's fault. That is yours. That is on you. One hundred percent. Speaking of like shit like that, uh, the human centipede. What did you expect before you came in? What did you expect? It literally says in the title. Title. What it's the fuck in is the going fucking title. So it's the Rocky Horror Picture Show meets Hostel. <laughs> Pretty much, essentially. Oh no, our car broke down. Did you see that house back there? Yeah. Oh, they'll be fine. Why don't you stay for the night? I mean, Rocky Horror Picture Show is like the best case scenario horror film. <laughs> But yes, it is. regardless, I, I, the worst thing that happens is they eat a person, which is like, okay, fine, I get it. <laughs> also, his name's Meatloaf, so the hilarity behind that is palpable. <laughs> if you didn't pick up on that, that's on you. Um, which, by the way, um, he was also a good Pennywise. Uh, Meatloaf? No. <laughs> I haven't seen that Tim one. Curry, Tim, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. <laughs> Mila was a great Pennywise. He was a great Pennywise, you guys. That was his uh, off-Broadway show <laughs> that he did. He was really good in that. So, so, so as far as horror movies are that I that I go back to, that I really uh, actively try and watch again, I mean, The Shining is really high up there mm-hmm. um, because it's just such a beautiful testament to um, both Kubrick's vision and brilliant actors. I love Shelley Duvall so much. I just I don't know why I have such a huge crush on her. Um, if you haven't seen Mother Goose's Rock and Rhyme, it's all on YouTube and it's the greatest thing ever. It's the most like 90s Pee Wee Playhouse nursery rhymes for adults and it has every famous like musician ever in it. Uh, it's got like Bobby Brown is in it. Uh, Run DMC is in it. Paul Simon is in it. Uh, uh, 
Gene Simmons. Uh, <laughs> it's it's they're so good. It's so good. I cannot say how much I love that movie. Anyways, that's so off topic. I just really want people to watch this so I can talk to them about it. Pee Wee's Playhouse, though, that actually, I'm not going to lie, that scared me as a child. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, movies that scared you as a child. And they're not actually you, scary. But that you watch now and you're like, the fuck? Yeah, okay. I, I have one right off the bat, but I'll, uh, you can go first. Oh, uh, Dante's Peak with Pierce Brosnan. Okay. That scared me because of the fact that uh, sure. Mount Hood, um, like, I had been up to Mount St. Helens uh, prior, and they, you know, show videos and all stuff. Yeah, yeah. There. And then they were talking because they had some earthquakes up in Mount Hood. And this is years ago, guys, years ago. And then I remember, because um, my sister and I used to share a bed. Okay. Before I moved to the basement. Okay. Maybe that will explain a lot about me. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. That's why you like horror movies so much. I lived in a dog basement. I was locked down there. No, um, so. Touchies, fun time basement. But no, my sister was like, she was evil to me. And okay. Always me. And I'm like, what if Mount Hood blew up? What would we do? And my sister goes, do you know it's going to blow up and we're all going to die? And all I could think of was that movie in the scene where the grandma is pulling the boat and she's walking in the, the acid water. <laughs> And you were traumatized ever since. And I didn't know what that was. The water she's walking out, just all I think it was like it's acid water because that's what acid does. And yeah. And then she gets out there, and her like legs are gone, and then they get stuck in something else. So it's like a it's like a uh, running for survival. You're gonna be trapped at night. My one of my phobias that I had worked on for a while and actually got over was actually um, small spaces. So part of that movie is claustrophobia. Claustrophobia. Small yeah. spaces, uh, not being able to get out, not being able to breathe. And so there was a lot of that movie that just made me feel like I can't escape from yeah. being enclosed, even though they're out in a town and they could just drive away. But then some people don't follow the rules, and then all this shit happens, and they have to go get Grandma, and, and then Grandma dies. The end. <laughs> Credits. So anyways, I was, like, fucking bawling my eyes out, and then my dad, like, ended up coming in, and he goes, Mount, Sa- or Mount Hood blew away when we go this direction, and we would be affected. And all I could think of was, you know, I'm a child. Why I, didn't you tell me this now? I don't know that if the mountain blows, we're, like, not right next to it. We're just going to get a bunch of ash. Maybe some rocks that break things. Like, who knows? Yeah, for sure. So, but now as an adult, that kind of, uh, not that I have a fear of volcanoes, but I ca- occasionally think, like, what would happen if I was on the mountain? Sure. Then there would be a traffic jam, and I'd be like, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> Do you remember a movie called The Faculty? with Elijah Wood. The name and the actor in it sounds familiar. It's also John Stewart's, one of his few uh, movie roles as a professor. No, I, I'm just, it's not, I, I know what you're talking about, but for some reason the images of the movie are not ringing a bell. Okay, so I'll give you a basic synopsis. The Faculty is based off of a, uh, it, it's a parasitic alien that is found um, by Elijah Wood's character as a high school student that burrows itself into your brain and takes over your thoughts and your body and your controls. Okay, um, this is getting more familiar. And they're, um, they're all very... Uh, water-based, so they just drink excessive amounts of water. Also, Selma Hayek is in it, and she's great. This is very familiar. Um, and they turn into, like, this giant, like, worm, tentacly monster at the end, and it's fantastic. I watch it now, and I love every single minute of it, but when I was a child, my family used to take trips to Sun River, <laughs> and one of the times that we went, an uh, older boy who was a uh, the child of my um, my my friends uh, who were friends of the family put the faculty on and was like this is a great movie it's so hokey you're gonna love it and there's a specific scene in it where a boy goes into the shower room gets all steamy he's taking a shower and then the elderly janitor woman comes in and she kind of stumbles her way up to him and he's pushes her away and goes what the hell is wrong with you and she gets under the water and a side of her hair and face peels off when he touches her hand yes okay having flashbacks a little bit of flashbacks so that scene stuck in my head so aggressively that i didn't take showers in middle school (laughs) after gym i would just i was like deodorant Get the sweat out of my hair. I'll shower when I get home. But I am not doing this around people. (laughs) Never again. 100%. I will never shower in front of people again. Um, 
so I didn't. And now I watch it and I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. It's like it's so hokey. Like the the uh, practical effects, I mean, for the time were probably great. But you watch it now and you're like, okay, why blood's not purple, guys? You messed that up. Oh, is it alien blood? Okay. I think like one of uh, Children of the Corn too. Children. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Saw that as a kid and freaked the hell out over it. And now I watch it and I'm like, they have glowing eyes and they can manipulate some things like a water can. Why was everyone scared of these people? Why are they all so invested in corn? No, I think one of the... The, the ones, I, like, the, the black and white horror movies, they weren't necessarily, like, scared you, but the one that really settled with me really well and I love so much, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, which one? The first black and white one. Okay, great. <laughs> I was like, wait, what are we talking about? I, said. <laughs> I like the 1973 version. Uh, that's a good one because too. it has that end scene that's so visceral where he turns around and does the body snatcher screech yes yes and it also has the dog scene which I will not spoil for anyone if they haven't seen it but oh my god it's so good and there's another one um takes place in Antarctica the thing the thing oh my gosh yes so fucking that good that one um that's Greg Nicotero who now does the uh, special effects on The Walking Dead just oh. if you were curious okay that was actually the first movie he worked on when he was 19 I believe oh, wow he was a super duper baby um and it's actually it's really interesting that's probably I consider those probably the best practical effects um, outside of like Jim Henson see I think that the thing actually was one of those films like you know like, I want to feel like cold I want them to make me feel mm-hmm. something the thing made you feel cold and isolated I'm amazed it didn't trigger your claustrophobia well the claustrophobia that I got over got over I mean I worked with like there's still like I you know I think that there would still be something in a severe situation but the how I got I was over, over claustrophobia is I was literally being suffocated under uh, a um, a sleeping bag I think my 12th birthday party okay because all the girls are having like I invited a bunch of people over my parents were like yeah you can have a bunch of people over so I had a bunch of girls over and I got the popular girls and some of the girls that didn't really mix so they're doing their clicks and it's like I'm like this is my damn birthday party fucking pay attention to me yeah and so I was like okay and mind you all I wanted to do on my birthday party was actually watch horror movies and okay. have food and all that shit instead yeah. of dark well so I like fuck this I get my sleeping bag put the sleeping bag over my head and my hands are to the side. And usually one of the defense mechanisms is that you put your hands over your face so you have room to breathe still. Yeah. Someone sits literally on my fucking face. My arms are pinned down. Someone's on my chest. Like, oh, there's like, I had probably 15 girls over. Oh my God, more again. So they're doing that. That's and, traumatic. And so all I could think of was I couldn't scream and I couldn't breathe because I didn't, I didn't get an inhale. And so um, I'm having difficulties. But then all of a sudden, just like all, I just tell myself, calm the fuck down, calm the fuck down. They're not moving, and I can't tell them to move or that this hurts, and I'm like, I can't breathe. So I, it probably lasted for a minute. It felt like years. You can't see my face right now, but I am <laughs> horrified by this story. But this is what helped me get over it because I calmed Again. myself down. Out of all things, I calmed myself down. I was 12 years old. Woo! Able to stop and just think, like, all that's going to happen to you, because you know how when you hold your breath... You're you going to die! You, you're going to get lightheaded and go to sleep. That's all I can think. Okay. So I'm thinking this at 12 years old, and I'm like, what okay, so I guess happening? I'm going to pass out. This is all that's going to happen. You're going to pass out. Like, it hurts that people are sitting on me and on my face. <laughs> so, your, your fucking birthday mates tried to murder you. What? Jawbreaker. No. <laughs> what? So... Morgan! <laughs> no, I... Oh my god. I purposely, after that birthday party, put myself in so many small spaces and didn't feel uncomfortable. Okay. Guys, um, this is the point where we yell pee break, but I can't yell it right now because I'm still having to deal <laughs> with my emotions. So how over do you get over a fear? You almost die. <laughs> the best way to get over a fear? Suffocate. <laughs> Done. Okay, so Morgan, pee break. Okay, I will be back. Holy Jesus, mother of God, that's okay. <sighs> Boy. Alright. And that's why I'm into Zentai's now. No, I'm sorry. I'll stop. We'll be, we'll be right back.
Okay, sure, we're back. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> um, I'm still mentally processing the story that Maureen just told me because it horrified me to no extent. But um, because that is a that is my fucking nightmare. But okay, um, I'm glad you got over that. Well, there, there's still circumstances. It's not. I don't have triggers, but like the circumstances. When I go to places, I primarily want my back to the wall so I can view everything. Sure. So, so I don't know. No one's gonna come up behind me. So that someone put me in a box. <laughs> someone doesn't try and suffocate you in a sleeping bag. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Maybe sleeping bags was the thing. I don't know. Now my legitimate fear is people getting hurt. I don't care if I hate you or I love you. The the idea of someone getting hurt. You know, like accidents happening, accidents scare me. There, um, so because the internet is a thing and Daniel Tosh is the worst, uh, <laughs> I'm continuing what? my, I'm continuing my fucking vendetta against that man. He's just, uh, I just, he bothers me so much. Um, is he your fear? Tosh.0? <laughs> Tosh.0 is your fear? That's my deep seated I hate fear. it how he makes people laugh and he does stupid things. He, and like, <laughs> oh God, he just, he bothers me. There are so many things about him that are bothersome. Um, anyways. Uh, because the internet is a thing, he's a thing. Um, there are videos online, of course, compilation videos. There's entire websites dedicated to fails. Oh, and fail failure army. and failing. Yeah, fail yeah. army. And I am guilty for watching those, but it's... I, it's, I, I yeah. watch them with the most puckered, tight butthole <laughs> and, like, Cringing. physical <laughs> uncomfort that, that I, I've ever just... Oh, I feel bad, and this is bad, and I hate everything about it. And it's not even like watching a train wreck, because at least watching a train wreck, there's some explosions and cool stuff. It's just seeing people get hurt. Bones popping out. Like, you see the skateboarding just... ones where they land, and you see the splat, uh, and then the bone goes uh, a different direction. Oh, stop. Oh, my <laughs> God, it's horrible. I hate it so much. Mine, I think, is more of, like... I mean, I don't think that's a fear. I just think that's, like, a deep-seated resentment towards people failing <laughs> and, and and having to, you know, come to terms with the fact that, like, you know, life is shitty. Everyone fails all the time, every day, in little ways and big ways. Um, I but I don't want to watch people do that. Yeah. That's something that you do in the privacy of your own home. <laughs> I think mine is more of like car accidents, things not where someone is purposely doing something that they know they can get hurt on. It's more of like, you know, do uh, you see someone crossing a street and then a car's not looking. I know. And oh, it's like, because all, all I can think is like my heart like literally fucking stops and all I want to do is like reach out and like help. And so it's like, you know, like my niece and my nephew, they fucking scare the shit out of me all the time because it's literally that wobble next to that stair. And Oof. I'm like, no. Oof. Mind you, and mind you, it's it's funny because my my sister has tried to calm me down. My brother-in-law tried to calm me about this. They're like, they're not gonna get if they trip and they fall. They're not gonna be super hurt. And I'm like, all I can imagine is like something poking through eye and going out the other side of the skull. And I'm just gonna be there fucking screaming and not know what to do. Yeah, like, like the fucking <laughs> Shaun of the Dead scene where he falls on the the uh, the pipe yes. in their backyard. I remember saying that for the first time, and I. I legitimately, you can't see this because it's through video, but I put my hands up to my face and I went, ah. that exactly. was my actual reaction to that. And I know that they did that on purpose. Exactly. Of course. No filmmaker does that and is like, well, we'll just throw that in for shits and gigs. They did it for the reaction, the same way that they had Timothy Dalton get impaled on the, the tower in Hot Fuzz. Oh, yes. Yes. Which, of course, there's video of them gleefully cackling uh, <laughs> in the audience as everyone uh, in unison goes, ah! <laughs> Oh, no! And, and, you know, they taper it off. They, they make it a little better with the fact that he survives and he goes, It really, really hurts! <laughs> and it's... Yeah, it's a little funny. But um, you don't get that in horror movies. No. In horror movies, the pain, that physical reaction, is so palpable. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I'm less... Actually, I know exactly why I'm less upset from uh, watching the horror movies versus watching uh, videos where people actually get hurt. It's because they're not actually getting hurt. Yeah. It's because there's no part of that where, you know, 
the person who is in a horror movie is actually physically getting harmed. It is props. It is special effects. It is a clever manipulation of movie magic to make it so that, you know, the the person has a, a spear through them, or there's a spiky thing that goes around their neck, and if they don't get the clock in five minutes and shoot 16 basketballs into the hoop all the time, their head gets popped off and turned into a basketball. Like, it'll be in the next Saw, I guarantee it. Um, when, oh, how many Saws are they up now? I don't care. They're doing the reboot of it, and I'm so over it. I hate it when they do reboots or generation or uh... saw generations. <laughs> no, what Genesis? Grandpa's back at it again. <laughs> he really wants to play a game this time. Grandpa and they saw. say shit like that too. He yeah. really wants to play a game this he time. He really wants to play a game. It's done. <laughs> it's backgammon. I really liked it when they had saw thirty five. <laughs> Bingo night. <laughs> I liked in scream. B17 stands for getting a knife in your butthole. B17. Did you get it? I want to play a game. It's bingo. What was it? Was it a scary movie that Grandpappy had... saw coming to get you? I, I could, could go for hours on that. I'm sorry. But wasn't it a, a scary movie that had Dr. Phil and uh, was it Shaquille O'Neal? Sure, I don't know. I, I haven't remember. seen it. God, I can't remember because all I remember is the part where... I don't believe anything you say right now. No, I just remember the part where Dr. Phil says, Motherfucker, and then he passes out. Is it actually Dr. Phil? Dr. Phil in the in Scary Movie, yeah. Oh, that's, that's So, and they, they made the, the scene where they're in the bathroom and they're chained and it's like one person's gonna die but the other person hears a saw what do you do and the key's really in the room and <laughs> and then someone cuts off their fucking the foot the key's in your bones <laughs> bone key <laughs> there's literally a bone <laughs> it's... in your butthole also known as a key okay so he's taking a bone out turned it into a key put the bone back in sewed it back shut it's like you gotta get back in there you gotta take that key out well, you want to hear something gross? Your femur is a bone key. <laughs> sure. So, recently, I don't want to disclose who. Does this um, have to do with horror as well? In certain it way? does, okay, actually. Um, I don't want to disclose who, because um, I don't I don't really have their permission do it. to talk. Do it! Blast them, Morgan! No, no, I, I can't, I can't. Okay. Anyways, um, they were in an accident. Oh, that's a shame. And uh, they were showing pictures of it. And so, Is this by any chance a gentleman that you hang out with often? No, not someone to hang out with often. He and his girlfriend were on a motorcycle. SUV pulls out in front of him. Oh, boy. He slams right into it. She flies off the bike, breaks her ankle and her wrist. He goes into the car and breaks both arms from the... Um, the wrist to the elbow and mind you it pushed uh, it into the elbow and uh, the, the pictures that he showed where it's like it looked like all the bones were like cut in pieces and then all scrunched together no and then so no. and on both sides on both sides okay and so he's talking about how like all of the stuff that was happening okay the gross part was he goes well everything I'm... about this well yeah 100% <laughs> like there was something that was not gross about this to begin with Morgan oh it gets worse <laughs> oh great okay so he goes the left arm however oh, when they were oh. they're putting the bones back together and trying to figure out like you know how he's gonna function and all stuff and he's gonna get a full recovery uh-huh. but the left arm um mind you when he did impact bones are sticking out of the skin oh <sighs> You know how you have, like, two bones right here? I hate this story. Get me out of this hell. So, on the left arm, he is actually missing the bone that goes between the wrist and the elbow. Cool, great. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere on the side of the road. They never recovered it. <laughs> <laughs> how do you lose a bone? That's exactly where you're talking. And someone's like, oh, some dog's really happy right now. And I'm like, oh. what the fuck? <laughs> Could you not say that ever again, please? That would be great. No. But how well, do you... Why yeah. is there... So there's just like a... There's just like a tibia... There's a human ...chilling bone. out on the side. How do you lose a bone? And they can't put like a rod in there because they don't know how functionality would be like twisting and all that stuff. Why was... Why have they just not gone back to the scene of the crime? So... Well, because it, like they didn't discover it until there later. There is a car crash crime. Just go back. I'm sure it's hanging out there. Uh, do you really want your bone that's been sitting on the side of the road for a while? I back, would you? rather that than... <laughs> something else <laughs> with tissue paper like connects they put in there what's your plan <laughs> I hate everything paper mache it's paper mache bones 
don't worry about it. Oh, there's some like really excited raccoon that's like, ha, dinner's on me tonight, guys. <laughs> Look what I found. Human bone, the biggest delicacy of them all. But when he told that- We talk about eating people way too much on my podcast, <laughs> and it's very nerve-wracking. I need to figure out- So we out. are under full investigation right now of some missing bodies. Oh, boy. Please don't. Okay, if you were to choose top three films that you're like, these are my fave horrors. Oh, see, that's difficult. But I I have to say um, What Lies Beneath is one of the top. Yeah, you're really into that movie. Even though it's like I haven't seen it like in years, that is like one of the top favorite horror films. It stuck with you. I, it has stuck with me, and mind you, it's because I think it was so gracefully made. And I, mind okay. you, I look at Harrison Ford as like a father figure because he looks. Like, my dad looks like Harrison Ford. If you mix Dennis Quaid I and Harrison meet Ford, your dad. <laughs> if you mix Dennis Quaid and Harrison Ford together, you got my dad and my uncle. They I want to like meet that. your dad even more now. <laughs> so your dad's single. <laughs> He's been married Let's for over out. thirty years. <laughs> Whatever. Just you. She's cool with it. It's fine. <laughs> Does this make you uncomfortable? <laughs> Sorry, Mom and Dad. I hope you don't listen to this one. Uh, my dad probably will. <laughs> it's it's 50 minutes into the conversation, so they've probably already turned it off. It's fine. Um, but I was like, no. No. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> You're not invited over ever. <laughs> Sorry, Morgan's dad. So she I, I, made you sound I, hot. It's not my fault. I look at those guys as, like, fathers. <laughs> yeah. Something, something daddy joke right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> But no, um, so when watching that movie, um, just like his character, I, oh, I love Indiana Jones. I love Star Wars. Uh-huh. I love uh, American Graffiti. I love everything that he's ever fucking been in. Um, but no, that movie, it was just so great. And to see him be the bad guy, that's when just like, you. this intrigues me. This yeah. This intrigues me a lot. And then, um, of course, just the premise behind it all. I mean, it's, it's so it's so elegant, I think. And there, there's not like blood, guts, blah, blah, blah. Everything's suspenseful, even to the fucking end! Right up to the end. So, I think that one, uh, I like Evil Dead, I like the Halloween movies. Um, Are you a Nightmare on Elm Street person? You know what? I... I just like seeing Johnny Depp get murdered. (laughs) I've watched them. I don't know (laughs) why. You've watched Johnny Depp get murdered? Sorry, no. (laughs) I'm derailing, I'm so sorry. I've watched them, but for some reason I didn't connect. Uh, what, you don't have people that kill you in your dreams? No, it's just like I didn't connect. It was a hard premise to really (laughs) nail down. Didn't seem realistic to me. horror movie. It's so weird. It's, this premise is just ridiculous. If he kills you in your dreams, he kills you in your real life. That's not how dreams work. Who thought this up? This is bullshit. Why are there 15 of these? I mean, I like the thing, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, I don't I don't know. There's like, I can, the list goes on. But, you know, when I, right? when, the first film I ever think of is probably What Lies Beneath. Why? Because it's elegant. It's yeah, something that sure. It's, and mind you, it doesn't have the teeny boppers like, oh my god, I've got big tits, I got fucked, someone's gonna stab me now. Like, run up the stairs, go yeah. in the cellar. What was that noise, boys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of the start of the like horror porn genre was, um, was you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and Jason. And- no, you know what happens when you go to Crystal Lake? You fucking die. Mm-hmm. Again, that will never, that will never be the end of it. And mind you, um, I, I think like Halloween is one of like the one of the childhood favorites. Even as an adult, I can watch the first and second one over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, I shot him six times, or I got him. Oh my God, I'm forgetting how many times he shot him. A lot. Donald Pleasant shot him how many times? A lot. Doctor Loomis. If you know the answer, tweet us. But uh, like that one. Brvty. Um, I think that that has such a, the classical. What's the boogeyman? Like, yeah. And then that's the boogeyman. And mind you, that's still... Oh, I'm getting chills right now. Donald Pleasant saying that... Is to great. Jamie Lee it's Curtis. amazing. And and mind you, you know that they're making an... Oh, I heard they're and making another... They are, and Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back. Which is really funny because she was killed off in, like, it's supposed to. 10. So it's supposed to be... Which was actually supposed to take place... Um, after Halloween 2 and was a complete reboot of the franchise, just if you were curious. Um, I haven't paid attention to other... I'm just like, 
Can't wait to see what happens. I just really hope that she gets like drowned in yogurt. That would be the best tie-in, and they could Activia. do some. They could do some great. <laughs> She's gonna <laughs> death tibia. Have you seen the meme where it has uh, it has uh, Michael Myers with a, a walker, and, it's, and it has her laying on the couch in the Activia commercial saying, "Since my brother Michael Myers can't scare the shit out of me anymore." <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Activia. Activia. Are you, you plugged up down there? Just. Eat some yogurt. Jamie Lee Curtis is uh, is actually one of my favorite actresses. Um, She's awesome in Freaky Friday. Oh my god, yes, Let's she is. Let's throw that one out there, which is not a horror movie, but that's fine. Um, well, it kind of is. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be horrifying. I would hate to be stuck in someone else's body. Ah, actually, no. That's a lie. I would. That would be weird. I, I don't know what I would do. I would feel so much better all the time. I wouldn't be tired constantly. It'd be so nice. Be able to get a good night's sleep for once in my fucking life. Avoid all responsibilities. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Spend all their money. <laughs> Rob a bank. Whoops. I hope. Yeah. As long as at the end of it, I go back into my life. That's that's the the key. Stash the money somewhere. And yeah. When they get caught. Yeah. When they get caught. <laughs> Joke's on you. I'm in Mexico. <laughs> I just found this money. It's so weird. Um, I know, like, some of the actual, this is going to sound, I don't know, like, maybe full of myself to 100%. No. Um, there are some stories that I write that I actually think are great. Like, ideas. <laughs> Whoa. And I have dreams about these things, and if it was actually made into a movie, I'd be like, that scared me. That yep. Would. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I would, for sure, I would like to end the the podcast now because I'm so sleepy. Um, really quick, I want to make a shout out to Idaho. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, but I would I would like to end it with talking about Guillermo, uh, Guillermo del Toro. Okay. Are you a fan of his? Yes. Okay. Do you consider Pan's Labyrinth a horror film? Yes. Me too. I love Pan's Labyrinth. That that actually was so fucking dark to watch, and like, yeah. It, it, it again the the, the senses that uh, a story should make. It made me feel cold. Also, it made me also feel cold. fucking callback to uh, creative uses of violence. That was yes. probably one of the very few that I have seen that when that bottle scene. No spoilers, but there is a scene with the general and a peasant and a bottle, and it is the most uncomfortable, physically sickening moments I've had in a movie theater in years. And it was at that point that I realized that this was not just like a fantasy, um, like a Victorian style film. This was a horror movie through and through. It was. It was a very, very deep movie too. Yeah, it, it's so good. I mean, it got Oscar awards for a reason. It was so well done. You know, and one thing about Pat Labyrinth that actually, um, you know, again, judging a book by its cover, I didn't see it till after the Oscars. And I saw the trailers. Have no fucking idea what this is about, but it got rave reviews. And I'd sometimes base watching stuff off of shitty reviews, but this had rave reviews, so I went to watch it and yeah. was just blown the fuck away. It's so good. It's so so good. And uh, the the other one that he just recently came out with uh, is it Lady in Red? Is that what, what's it called? Okay. Crimson Peak. <laughs> wow, I fucked that up so hard, Lady guys. In red. <laughs> Lady in Red, really, really, Crimson Peak, which was a fucking amazing film, and, um, I mean, you knew what was gonna happen from the get-go, which I think made it far more palpable on a horror spectrum, is when you looked at it and you were like, oh, this is not gonna end well, and the last thing I want to bring up after Guillermo del Toro, um, (laughs) is that horror movies should never end on a happy ending. Do you agree or disagree? Yes and no. Because, like, looking at, like, perfect example, The Thing. That's sure as shit not a happy ending. I thought it was kind of a happy ending. (laughs) They're stuck out in the fucking Antarctic. That's my point. They just got a fire going. They're alive. Are they? (laughs) Which one of them is the alien, Morgan? Mm. You don't know. I mean, spoiler, it's the dog, but... 
Don't kill Fido. No, um. It's the dog. He runs away into yes. the night. It's the very last scene. If you can read between the lines, you know immediately, oh, the dog's the alien. Well, yeah. The, we get the, it. They got, that was at the beginning. Of it the might as well be fucking Deckard in, in well, like, Blade Runner. Yeah, he's a replicant. It's not hard to figure out. Think of it like this way. Like, the, the, some of the happy endings that actually were not happy endings, but I think were happy endings. The Shining in the movie, he dies. Yes, they he live. does. Yes, they do. But um, they have to live with that existential hor- horror yeah. and that PTSD constantly of... I think my, like, the, the part I that I killed like, my husband. I think that my uh, my favorite part... Is, or not favorite part. My least favorite part, um, because I was actually upset that um, about that character dying. Um, Jack Nicholson's character? No, not Jack Nicholson. Um... Scatman Crothers. Um, yeah. I was upset when his character died Died in the movie or was murdered in the movie because I thought he was such a good glue figure. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, he was really good. And mind you, he went all the way from across the land to this shithole. He goes, something's not right. I'm going to help him out. And then they fucking kill him. <laughs> yeah. Also, it just plays into the horrible, like, uh, racist trope of the black guy always dies oh, first, yep. which is just like, come on. Um, which, by the way, I do have a question for audience members. I'm going to go see Wednesday 13, my favorite band. He's coming in. I'm going to do the meet and greet. What are some questions you want me to ask him about horror movies? If you don't know who he is, check him out and then come up with some ideas. I don't care how gruesome they are. I'm going to make a list of them. And, I love it. Perfect. Um, and then we can bring that back here. And I'm gonna, there's another topic that I want to go into Wednesday 13 with horror films okay. that we can get onto. So Sounds great. All right. Well, um, any last thoughts? Wrap it up with some last thoughts. Yeah. Um, when someone's chasing you with a chainsaw or an axe or a knife, don't run upstairs. Don't run upstairs because they have trap doors. Go hide in a sleeping bag. <laughs> oh, don't, I had just got that out of my head and now it's back in there and I'm suffocating with you and it's so terrible. Okay. And then uh, lose a bone on the side of the road. <laughs> okay. Final thoughts. Uh, don't die in sleeping bags. And uh, and I guess we'll see you next time. And next we'll time. see you next time. Don't die in sleeping bags. Woo! So uh, thank you so much for listening to uh, This Is Your Pilot Speaking. I am Jeremy. I am Morgan, a.k.a. Momo. We will be back um, next week, hopefully, to fill in other things that we want to talk about. And um, we'll be more awake and have a lot more content and a lot more everything all over the board that will blow your fucking mind away. I really hope so. Uh, Just FYI, we are now officially on the iTunes podcast library, so you can look us up on there. Um, This will also be on our website, obviously. And uh, I will blast the shit out of this. Uh, when I officially finish editing it. So, anyways, Morgan, thank you so much for joining us as usual. I am Jeremy, the pilot, and uh, we will see you guys later. Thank you so much for flying. Thank you so... (laughs) That's what you say when you finish a a flight. (laughs) Thank you so much for flying with us. I know you could choose any other, uh, I don't know, airline. Sure, is that what it's called? I'm so tired. Let's try that one more time. You can choose any other boat, but you chose ours. You chose our boats. Boat plane. <laughs> We're seaplanes. That's what we do. Um, Sometimes we ride motorcycles. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. One more time. One more time. We can do this. Thank you so much for choosing us to fly with. I know there are so many other airlines you could choose, and I appreciate you choosing us. We will talk to you later. Morgan, do you have a sign-off line yet? Deuces. Is it fucking deuces? <laughs> God. Not deuces, because guys, let's go take a deuce. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's poop time now, guys. So thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. This is your pilot speaking as part of the Brevity Media Group. Dumb shows for smart people.
We're recreating fucking Kunta Kinte's scene in... Oh god, I can't even remember the movie. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Making a reference to a movie I can't remember. I'm so tired, guys. <laughs> oh boy, okay. Um, 